Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Okay, so I have a beautiful guest and also a good friend. I haven't talked to Janet in a while, but we went through that grueling process <laughs> of being certified as coaches. And um, it was so fun. There was, I think, four four of us together that went through a ASA coaching um, certification. And so that's why I met Janet. And she's just a wonderful, inspirational writer and speaker. And so um, I am just going to do her bio real quick here. Janet McHenry is a national speaker and author of 27 books, including best-selling Prayer Walk, The Complete Guide to the Prayers of Jesus, and her new release, which is coming out in February, Praying Personalities. She directs the prayer ministries at the Bridge Church in Reno and serves on the California leadership team for the National Day of Prayer. The leader of hundreds strong Bible girls and a prayer walker, Janet has helped others foster a hope-filled, purposeful lifestyle built on prayer and God's word for more than two decades. Welcome in, Janet. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Phyllis. This is so fun to be able to connect with you. It really is. And I am just excited about this book. So not only did she write a book, but she has a quiz attached to it. So I took the quiz and um, it's just such an interesting topic. And I just wanted to ask you, like, when did prayer become a passion for you? Well, prayer was always something I knew I needed to do, but I really felt inadequate. I didn't feel like I was putting in the time. I wasn't spending time with God. And so um, things sort of fell into place. And I mean that as a joke because I found myself uh, walking out the back door one day and I was in a crumpled heap at the bottom of the stairs because my knee had given way. I knew I needed to do something about my health. I had gained weight. I was huffing and puffing going up and down stairs and I needed painkillers to get to sleep. So uh, I decided there on the on the concrete that I would get up a little bit earlier and that I would walk. And while I walked, I would pray because, you know, I'm a multitasking woman. I love getting two things done at once if it's possible. And it was as simple as, um, you know, just walking and then praying for my kids, my marriage, you know, my job as a high school English teacher until one day I saw what I call a single daddy's ballet. I was walking before six o'clock in the morning um, and Main Street in our little town here in the Sierra Valley in Northern California. And I watched as this young man drove up, went around to the other side of his pickup truck and picked up this blanketed bundle and handed that little girl over to the daycare worker on the sidewalk there in the dark on Main Street that morning. And the little girl said, bye, daddy, I love you. And I knew right at that minute that God had me less on the streets of my community for the minus of my own prayers, but more for the needs of others. So my walking and taking care of prayer became prayer walking, which is uh, praying on site with insight, as Steve Hawthorne, another author, would say. 
And so I began opening up my eyes to the needs around me, the business people, young men and women like him, driving an hour to Reno to go to work over the mountain pass, um, praying for the loggers going out into the woods and the mill workers heading into the mill. And God simply changed my perspective about prayer because I began to understand that wherever I am, there's a need for prayer. And that kind of began my search. I began reading through the Bible, combing for anything relating to prayer, kind of studying people's lives about prayer. And that's kind of where it all began, Phyllis. <laughs> wow. that's <laughs> It began on the ground. <laughs> so, yeah. So literally on the ground, that's pretty. <laughs> that'll, that'll wake you up. <laughs> sure did. So... My goodness. And then I, uh, that brings tears to my eyes about the little girl. Bye daddy. (laughs) So, so sweet. I know. And so here's what I love about those kind of stories too, is those are things that I feel like sometimes people miss is looking at the everydayness of, you know, seeing how God works through other people and just reminding you of, um, just the hearts of people. And so I love that you just honed into that and you saw like, wow, you know, here's this, this guy's probably driving, you know, long ways to go to work. He's dropping his little girl off, like just praying for them at that moment. Um, So sweet. And just such a, such a great awakening when you are out taking walks. I think you notice a lot more when you're walking. Um, I know I do. So with your new book on praying personalities, how did the idea come about and what do you mean by a natural praying style? Well, because I was so enthusiastic about um, the concept of prayer walking, you know, everybody getting out into the streets. I just was this passionate speaker about prayer walking. I spoke at prayer walk events and at women's retreats and just tried to get everybody to go out and do the same thing. But there would invariably be this woman who would come up to me afterwards and say, Janet, what do I do? I can't walk. Mm -hmm. And I would kind of fumble around and think of something witty to respond. But it kind of stuck with me. And then I was doing a presentation um, to a group of writers online one day. And they had asked me to help them understand about how they could integrate more prayer into their life. So I had dozens and dozens and dozens of ideas that I shared that day. And then all of a sudden I heard myself say, perhaps it has something to do with our personality. And there was kind of this kind of dead silence for a minute. And then the lady said, why don't you write a book about that? And And it really seemed to make sense because as I read through the Bible, you begin, I began to see that, you know, different biblical characters Mm -hmm. prayed in different ways. You think about Moses, how he argued with God, you know, Hey, I tried to talk God out of sending him to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And then you have someone like Hannah, uh, who is more emotive in her prayers, um, you know, just pouring her heart out in either grief and pain or in joy, you know, mm-hmm. um, just, we see from first Samuel one to, to chapter two, we see her in grief and then we see her in ecstatic joy. Mm-hmm. So, um, began to say, Oh my goodness. So different people, God can pray 
in different ways. And you listen to all of us and you understand us. You don't chastise us necessarily for praying in the ways that seem natural to us. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I think that we have these labels of what Christian, good Christians look like. And, you know, it's like not everyone has a prayer closet. Not everyone can go on a prayer walk. Not everybody prays in the same. Not everyone prays for two hours a day. Some people just can't do that. And so I think it's so important to let people know that God will meet you where you are and wherever you are. Right. So I think that that is um, such a great thing that you wrote a book on this to be able to to clarify all those things. So I kind of want to get into the sections of them. So um, the first is about biblical praying styles. And could you share, just share a little bit about the different styles of prayer? Well, as I began looking at different biblical characters, all the way from the beginning of the Bible, you know, through into the New Testament uh, and into Paul's letters and so forth, I began to see some patterns there that some people were more cerebral in their approach to prayer. Mm -hmm. You think about someone, as I mentioned, Moses, Mm -hmm. he was like a dialoguer and he had to, he debated with God, but then someone also like, um, Job, who was a thinker. And once, you know, he was expressing the need to understand his pain and expressing that prayerfully. And once God spoke and explained hello, I am God and you are man. He need not say anything more. You know, um, those kinds of people perhaps approach life more logically, more rationally. Um, I, I tend to, I tend to identify with those kinds of folks, but then there are emotive prayers. You know, those like Hannah, I mentioned earlier, or someone like David who wrote half of the Psalms and many, many of them are laments. You know, they're just pouring themselves out emotionally. And that doesn't mean that they're always in this pit of despair, but perhaps that they, you know, they just are kind of react to life more on an emotional level. And that's not necessarily bad. That's God created us. You know, Psalm 139 said he formed us in, you know, in our mother's womb. He made us that way. Our makeup is, in such a way, because God made us that way. But then there are also two other types that I saw, devotional prayers. Mm -hmm. Those are simply devoted. They're disciplined in mannerism. Um, Abraham was called a friend of God. You know, he was devoted to God in all aspects. Deborah was like a thankful poet. And then we have someone like um, Josiah who's inspired by God's word. Mm -hmm. And so he goes through the discipline of carrying out what he hears God saying in his word. Um, And then physical prayers, those who perhaps are simply more physical in nature, we would naturally think of Jacob who wrestled with God. Um, But I also looked at the life of Joshua. God had a lot to say to Joshua and Joshua obeyed. We don't hear a lot of um, response verbally from Joshua. His response was physical. He simply obeyed what God asked him to do. And then, of course, the fasting people, Nehemiah, Ezra, um, Esther, and so forth. Those people um, fasted so as to intensify, you know, them prayers, you know, their focus of prayers Mm -hmm. to God. So 
Wow, that's a that's a lot. <laughs> it's it's so interesting too because you you do compare people in the Bible to those praying styles. So maybe someone reading the Bible relates to those people and is like, oh, maybe that is the kind of person that I that I am. Um, when you were saying the lamenter, because that was the one I took and I was a lamenter and I was like, no, I'm not a lamenter. And then you started describing it right now. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty emotional. (laughs) So, um, that's such a great thing. The peace seeker, what would, what category would that be like compared to the biblical people like where would you put those people yeah the the two so i uh, i examined the biblical praying styles and so i found those to to relate to basically a physical emotional mental and spiritual nature of man but when i actually created the quiz and thought about of the different kinds of personalities and how they might pray then those are different kinds of categories so if for folks who take the quiz, the praying personalities quiz, um, identify four praying styles and they're the problem solver, um, and the, the friend of God, and then the organized prayer or the lamenter, you could call that person, the lamenter, um, and, and then the peace seeker. So those tend to sync with a lot of the, um, the praying kind of personalities, um, you know, different kinds of personality, um, assessments and so forth that people have created over the years. So um, I love the uh, linked system of personalities yeah. and, and I worked um, kind of with that and I am a trained linked personalities coach. So <laughs> um, Me too. I, I think it works. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. It's re- and it is interesting because you can use that linked personality to, I did the mother daughter, how mothers, that could be part of like the issues of why mothers and daughters don't connect together is because their personalities are so different. And if you don't recognize that, then it becomes a big conflict. So yeah, I think that's really smart to like compare, just kind of wrap those all up in, in like, we all built our different, we have different personalities. That's how God made us. And so we're not all the same in the types of things that we do, even in prayer. So I think that that's really good that you've been able to separate that. So the last section of your book talks about spiritual gifts. And then I want to know why you included that in it. I began to think in terms of, you know, how God's formed us and the various um, traits that we have and that, you know, that perhaps that they could sync with the spiritual gifts that we have. And, you know, in a natural kind of a way, and then how prayer would connect with those in terms of then how we um, not only think or are motivated, but actually how we, you know, follow through and act. You know, a lot of the personality assessments, the modern ones that you'll take are based on um, kind of inner, the inner thinking, motivation, um, perspective and things like that. Um, and then some are more based on that. Well, what do I actually, how do I actually behave? So I, I tried to kind of figure out, um, kind of a happy medium of those places in terms of, um, you know, how do we then 
if so if i am have sort of that problem solving sort of perspective not only in my daily life i love checking things off my list it's just a motivator for me everything on the list is sort of a little mini problem <laughs> and i love checking them off so um in prayer that's a natural for me that when i see a problem um, that, oh, I need to do a mind shift to go to God because he is the problem solver. Prayer is the greatest problem solving strategy. So that's going to be the mindset of that problem solving person. But it also can connect with the spiritual gifts that problem solving person probably will have gifts of things like leadership, um, wisdom, discernment, administration, somewhere in, in those realms. So I believe all those pieces are connected. <laughs> mm-hmm, totally. I actually have a friend that is a prophetic artist and she has started doing paintings live at weddings. She's going to be wow. doing my daughter's wedding and she does these beautiful pieces of artwork as she listens to God while they're exchanging vows and throughout the ceremony. It's like such a beautiful gift and it's not something everyone can do, you know? So it's like, I look at that and go, he's just made everyone so unique in their spiritual gifts. I think that's so beautiful. Um, okay. So what could someone take away from the parent praying personalities and the book as a whole? Well, the idea behind it, where I start is let's shed the shoulds. You know, people tell us that we should have a prayer closet and go there an hour every day. People tell us that we should write out all our prayers, that we should journal them, write them out. I have a friend who's like preached that to me for years. <laughs> and I think, no, and you I, don't think, I don't think I can do that. I'm a huge journaler, but so I yeah. always encourage that too. It, but you're right. Like some people don't want to do that. Yeah. it's It syncs with your personality, Phyllis. I could just affirm that. <laughs> but then, oh, then you funny. know, some people, some people are like those organized types or they're, they're, de- they're devoted. Yeah. They, you know, they're going to have like a system. You know, because um, they do spreadsheets, you know, that's their lives, you know, and, and they have lists to do lists and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, they're just, but none of this feels like you, maybe, you know, that's what I yeah. began to look at. Maybe none of this feels like me, all these things that people have been telling me. So I take the reader off the hook at the beginning of the book and then, you know, and then do some teaching about biblical praying styles, some teaching about the various personality assessments looking for those underlying questions. Uh, I don't necessarily advise that you go take those quizzes, but let's look at the underlying questions to them and see where you might resonate. And then I offer dozens, hundreds of different kinds of possibilities for a praying life. And then the spiritual gifts as well. And then by the end of the book, I kind of put her back on the hook (laughs) and say, you know, if we're only just doing prayer on the run, you know, um, you know, just think about that. I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, not going to throw guilt at anybody, but just right. think about that. Because if, if I'm only doing prayer on the run, Bible study on the run, like just like telling, having an app sort of tell me something every day, then, um, you know, I'm not getting that real quality time with God. You know, that's going to yeah. get me the fuel for the hard times in my life. You know, um, we call that, um, behavior modification in our trauma coaching is that you're checking the boxes because you think that's what you have to do to be a Christian, 
but it's like you're not it's not settling into your heart and so you have to like open it up a little bit more than that so yeah yeah that's great so oh my gosh this is I could talk about this in depth way more because I just think it's so fascinating and I'm just really glad that you came on because I love to find a different perspective we talk a lot about the mother-daughter wounds and those kind of things but every once in a while I love to bring somebody on to just um really bring us all back to who God is and and prayer which is so important and so this book was so timely because even now during the holidays, I know like my listeners struggle a lot with um, just their emotions and a lot of things going on. So this could be a really good help for them to learn that um, just emotionally and naturally how they can go to the father and just pray in the way that is comfortable for them and not have the guilt associated with it. I think it's so beautiful. And so I'm I'm really glad. I'm just grateful for you, Janet, that you wrote this book because I think it's going to help so many people understand that there's no right or wrong way. It's just like start the process and find a way to get closer to him. So um, how can people get in touch with you? They can get in touch with me um, through social media. I'm Janet McHenry. I'm in all the places, my friend. (laughs) And then... uh, (laughs) Through my, um, through my website, which is JanetMcHenry.com. But there's also this really fun praying, uh, praying personalities quiz online. And if you do a search on that, it's just prayingpersonalities.com. And you can take the quiz and just learn a little bit about, you know, um, you know what I'm offering and, um, maybe I'll answer some questions for you. I think it's, and quizzes can be fun. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Go take that test. It was so interesting. I loved it. I love quizzes too. (laughs) I I just think they're so fun. Yeah. I just think they're fun. You know, even if they're silly ones, it's like, okay, I don't believe that, but it was fun taking it. (laughs) But this one for sure was so eye opening and it's making me think of my prayer life kind of in a different way and also affirming some things of like, yeah, I am kind of like that. That's that. That's okay. So um, anyway, love 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 this conversation thank you so much for agreeing to be on um, this episode and peeps until next time we will see you later thank you so much for tuning in today if you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart head on over to my private unmothered facebook community group Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps.